I mean, sounds good. I mean, um, one of my favorite things is um, I've never had to track down a guest through a Facebook Messenger to get their burner number due to them <laughs> losing it to the Chandler PD the night before we recorded. So, how you doing, Bobby? Good. Oh. And shout out to Fuck the Police. Fuck the Police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> Young gentleman has it bad because he's brown. And with that, um, welcome to Industry Secrets, the podcast where we talk shit, talk shop. Uh, got a pretty special guest on the pod today, only the second hardest fucking guest I've tried to track down. Uh, well, technically the hardest. Coop's just not ever going to come on and he just needs to stop being a coward and say it to me. I don't need that kind of handsome in my house. Yeah, listen, <laughs> it's um, it's a recipe for disaster in the first place, so... uh. He, he's working out now too, so you oh, better watch out, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that he's got all these like young, virile hockey sons, <laughs> he's like he's gotta work out just to keep up. I gotta hide my wife. <laughs> hide your wife. Hide everyone that comes. He's got a kettlebell now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. a kettlebell. Get out of here. Well, uh just the last thing while I remember before we just really start cranking in, uh industry secrets pod at gmail dot com is the uh <clears throat> the email. I've uh, seen some pretty good ideas come in. We've implemented a few of them, so keep it coming. And with that, um, we have another on the Iguana Max uh, retiree roster. Uh, Michael Del Toro is joining us today. So, um, Hola. <laughs> for those of you that don't, Mike, Mike is very white. Uh, <laughs> um, culture appropriation. Even during the summer, I'm very white. It's weird. Yeah. Dude, us light skinned Mexicans got a band together. <laughs> hey, man. Let's do it. <laughs> got to keep it going. Uh, get Orlando in here. It'll be me in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, that's uh, three white Mexicans <laughs> and a baby. Hey, now. Well, you're, yeah, you're the baby. Yeah, I'd like to be a baby in this situation. Um, like that. Daddy, so what? I really, <laughs> other than our quick introduction, I've only ever heard the whispers of your name in the industry, and it's always full name Michael Del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. do you what do you normally go by? Oh man, I have so many <laughs> names. <laughs> uh, Del Del Toro, Del Taco is the worst Del one, Del of course. Taco. I hate that one. That's and the I don't worst respond. nickname you've ever I gotten? don't respond to that one. Well, that's just well, like uh, it's just cheap. well. There's <laughs> like, it's, that's an easy. There's one. more, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we there's can, drunken nicknames we can go with. We can get to those later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, because uh, and while we uh, and while you are um, someone I've absolutely wanted to have on the podcast, uh, Bobby actually works with someone who knows you pretty well. So oh. he's he's not only just heard it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris Rogers works with Bobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is true. Facts. <laughs> this, this is true. So, um, but hopefully, he says good things. Uh, you know, and, and this is more of a general format. And uh, the the reason why I think it's going to be fun to have you on is because. We do just kind of have some questions, and it is more of just like like we've talked about, like a more of an open forum kind of chat, just about the industry. But you've had a lot of experience um, in a handful of different ways, uh, whether that's a variety of places you've worked or you know different states and stuff. We'll get into. Um, Bobby actually opens his podcast up, so Bobby, so Mr. Michael Del Toro, <laughs> as an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? Starting off like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I thought you said you'd listen to an episode. Well, that's that's kind of how we do it. I, but I don't remember it being like that. But I mean, 
Of course I have. I'm like, who hasn't? Come on. Well, Bobby lies. The non-pants shitters have, uh, the, the numbers are, are growing. We're, we have troops now. <laughs> it's like, a, it's the Spartan army versus, um, oh. The, the Persians. The Persians. Yes. Like, it's like the 300. There's not very many of us, and there's way too many on the other side. But we hold strong, <laughs> just like our buttholes. We're, we're a tight-knit community. Yeah, like, bunch of liars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm always saying. Is I'm like, come on. I mean, at least on. once, right? You let one slip, and especially then like, oh. people who work in beer. Like, I know everyone's got the fucking bubble guts all the time. Like. I'm in this industry. I'm familiar with it. Especially, yeah, that's, that's especially the day after, you know. I just know how to get to a toilet. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I uh, mean, I'm not here to shame anybody who shit their pants. Like, apparently, it's a fairly common phenomenon. Um, I mean, you throw the underwear away and you keep going. Yeah, you know, right? That's kind of where we're um, in. A very common strategy that we uh, we have come to find <laughs> on the podcast. Um, you know, I'm usually good for um, shit in my pants accidentally once a month. Usually, uh, sorry, <laughs> you're doing that. But um, would you like to tell us about a time, uh, perhaps, in which you uh, found yourself um, shitting your pants as an adult man? Oh man, I can't even like think of an exact one. I just know I've done it. <laughs> I know I've had to clean yeah. it up once or twice. So. The Vegas chairs. No, you have crazy. No, no, I was, was, uh, <laughs> oh, so, oh, I was talking about like me. Self, right? yeah. Well, that's a good friend right there, man. No, no, no. I've, uh, I've put you to bed and got you tacos, but I've never cleaned up your shit. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is not a service I provide. I think I did it like accidentally when I was watching a movie and I didn't want to get up and leave the theater. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> and then I, I thought I'd just let one slip and then, oh, yeah. Jesus. And then, it, yeah. Oh. And then you're like, well, if I get up, it's just going to make a mess. So I might as yeah. well just sit here and finish the movie. <laughs> Top row in the middle. Then just, you know, ruin my pants twice, I guess. It was just a little bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a wet one, so. <laughs> uh, you just got to make sure that thing doesn't dry before the movie's over. <laughs> got to keep moving it around. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm moves, I move seats. <laughs> Went towards the back, but... <laughs> Man, whoever was sitting here before really fucking stank. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, that seat does stink. So I know it starts off pretty aggressive, but uh, the podcast doesn't stay shit related the whole time. Um, but we really like to get the worst of it over with. Um, Michael, I don't know much about you. I've heard your name whispered in the industry. I'm assuming you've been in, in the in the beer industry or the service industry for a while. Man, since I was 16. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself. Uh yeah, I started as a busser when I was 16. Uh, I had a buddy that was a, a busser uh, at Mi Amigos, and he was already been there for like a, f- a few months. And for, like, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't, habla español, Mi Amigos is My Amigos <laughs> in English. Yes, correct. Yes, he's yes. correct. Yes. Absolutely correct. Um, yeah, and we were just running the show over there, you know, just 16 year old bussers, just. Taking control, like the servers didn't have to do anything. We were just making money, and I was driving a like a 
1993 Nissan Altima on $2,000 rims with a Rockford Fosgate. Like, as a buster? As a buster, dude. I was killing it. <laughs> ballin'. Yeah, ballin'. There was ballin'. a There was a time in the like the late 90s, early 2000s, like if you were bussing at like a baller-ass place, you were putting cash in your pocket. Yeah. What? Yeah. I've been a busser, <laughs> and my tip share at the end of the night was like 16 to $50. Yeah, I was talking, oh, back, I was when, doing... I was talking back when servers were like printing money. <laughs> Like the the heyday of a Guanamax, I mean, I mean, you might have been taking home more than me, but I was taking home at least eighty grand a year in cash in hand, no fucking taxes, no fucking like that. That was nothing on my paycheck. Just you know, if we didn't, you know, good nights on a Guanamax. I remember like they'd be like, oh, we only made like forty an hour, and we'd be like, fuck that, that's bullshit. <laughs> and like, slow ass and, night, and, and we're rocking up eight, ten hours, twelve hours on forty, fifty dollars an hour. It's pretty wild times. It's good times. Yeah, that place was crazy. Yeah, and so I mean, yeah. right, right in that area, like even a little before then, I remember working at the well, Christmas Regalis. tree restaurant and how crazy was made it? Made ass money. How crazy was it? How cra- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can you know, Aguanamax is uh, you know a little closer into our current timeline. So um, you are kind of um, you know part of the old guard in the current you know Phoenix like myself uh, in the industry. So you started me amigos. Um, where do you kind of go from there? How, how do we end up at Iguanamax into kind of like what, how do we get to chapter two of what I consider your bartending career to have three chapters. Okay. So there's pre-Iguanamax, Iguanamax, and then the traveling bartender. Right? Mm-hmm. So tell us how we get to Iguanamax. Uh, at Mimi goes, I challenged the manager because he made <laughs> the wrong decision. And but you he, were a busser. Sounds, yeah, sounds like yeah. there's some Iguanamax shit already. Yeah, he was already <laughs> trying to like, he wanted me to do something when, he wanted me to clean the bathrooms when I had six dirty tables. Yeah. And we were on like an hour wait. I'm like, how does that make sense? Like, yeah. I can clean these in like 10 minutes and then go clean the bathrooms and you can seat everybody in the lobby. At least I make money. Yeah. And I was like 16, 17 at the time telling this grown man that that's what he should do. Yeah. He didn't like that. He called me in the next day and fired me. But uh, then I went to me and me. Like, insubordination. Yeah. yeah. Then I had a friend whose mom uh, worked at Makayo's. So, is that I, Rob? What is that Rob? No, it's a uh, my buddy Jesse. Okay, but, I was um, wondering if it was one of the yeah, I went to high school with Jesse too. But all right, um, yeah, and then so I went over there, and there was busters that were like 25, 26 years old that were making tons of money. They could and, be making yeah. more money than the servers, though, right? Like the way we worked it, man. Like we we would like go up to tables and like talk to them and make sure they had everything they needed we get side tips all the time oh wow because we were doing more work than the servers so well you i could make like 25 like, extra a night on that and then i was getting money from the four servers that i was working yeah. for oh so you had yeah. a section yeah oh see when i was a busser yeah. at outback it was like me or one other bar busser so we would bust the entire restaurant or you have it to yourself mm-hmm. and that's when it, you would think a busser could kill it because they're getting a little piece but from every, every server. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's when it starts making sense. But it was 3% of total sales is what servers tipped out. So mm-hmm. 1% to the host, 1% to the bartenders, 1% to the bussers. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was some dog shit because the hosts, all they did was seat them. That was mm-hmm. it. Like, they go, yeah, here, walk over here and sit down. The yeah. ba- they they tip the bartenders out regardless of whether they made them a drink or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am cleaning every single table no matter what um mm-hmm. running dishes restocking 
Mm. I always thought busters were underappreciated in restaurants. I'll agree with that. I I would just push back a little bit. Like I think hostesses, especially of like a big place, like that do their job well, like have their place, and that's a respectably hard job. You know, Twelve West is a great example. Uh, a busy, like um, what's that <clears throat> culinary dropout over there on Gilbert? A hostess over there making sure servers get their proper rotation, making sure weights don't hang. Like, that is the conductor of a restaurant, right? Like, now maybe, like, an Outback with 30 tables, a hostess is trash. That There's also really more <laughs> than 30 tables at an Outback. Not, not always, but um, it depends on what kind of economic neighborhood you're in. Um, that said, um, bussers deserve more than a hostess always, in every case, because they're doing tremendous more work. And they're doing the gross shit. Yeah, and it's, it, it's always that thing, like, I remember a time... Well, back when I was primarily bartending, like you took, you found a good bar back and you took the fuck good care of them and you made sure that they not knew their place, but their, their role and that they did it well. And you just make sure you took care of them. And if they wanted to kind of move up or learn something, you kind of, you know, built a path for that. But it was mainly about like, you are a bartender's assistant. And when I make a fuck ton of money, I'm going to take care of you too. Because if you continue to sit here and watch me make money and get paid the same, it's going to get weird, right? Like on a Friday night versus a Wednesday night. So I've always thought that like bussers and then, you know, the upgraded version of that, which is a bar back, it should always have kind of like a larger share than they've typically been given historically, I think. Yeah, especially when you get asked these bullshit like clean a bathroom. <laughs> right, right like, yeah. Go clean so, the so treasure many more box. important things to do. I remember there was a, uh, was a story of a uh, man who puked on the way to the bathroom, he was rushing to the bathroom and just hand over mouth and Ugh. and puked. And I Spray looked at it everywhere. and I looked at my other busser. We're sitting in like the little bus station. And we're like, I just look, <laughs> I look at him, and I just walk away. And he's like, <laughs> uh, so he follows suit and just walks away. And they made the dishwasher clean it. Ugh. And I remember a server coming to me and saying, I can't believe you let. You made the dishwasher clean that. And I go, I can't believe were you going to fucking clean it? Leave it to me. <laughs> Would you clean it? And well, like, no. no. And I go, and you make more money than me, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then there was another story. Um, and this was like my last year of busing. And that's like when I, I remembered working a double. And it was like 10 and a half hour shift. And the next day, picking up tips because busters get tips the next day. So I come into work. And I'm like, let me grab my tips. And it was like $48 in tip out for 10 and a half hours worth of work and i just remember just like slow rolling and be like i know my worth (laughs) like i worked way too hard for that now i'm gonna work for what you're paying me is Mm -hmm. you know six dollars an hour or something like that and then fifty dollars divided by ten so like it ain't shit like Mm -hmm. and i i remember the uh um the they called them proprietors at outback essentially the owner of that franchise um came to me he's like you don't really have the hustle you normally have. And I go, well, I've just made $12 an hour uh, or $11 an hour yesterday working like crazy. Um, and and it wasn't worth it. He's like, what? I go, you, I'm not, I don't make enough money to work that hard. No, you're not paying me anywhere near enough money to work that hard. But if you'd mm-hmm. like to pay me more, I'll be that hustle. I'll work mm-hmm. as hard as you sell But <laughs> if you continue, if I continue making that amount of money, I will just be a good employee. If you would like to unlock the premium subscription of my labor. And he straight up, <laughs> the, the best part is he straight up was like, I get it. Yeah, continue on. 
He was no happy notes. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to pay you more. So yeah, just I mean, keep doing what you're doing. He knew he's like, even you working 50 percent is better than most of these employees, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, people know when they have like a solid work ethic, right? Like, yeah. In in that is always valuable. No Shout out to Hollywood, Kim Harris. It was a good man. Shout out. Moment of silent, please, boys. Lights, we said a moment of silence <laughs> to buzzing back there. Maybe that's what took him. Moment of silence. Uh, so you did, um, so you got fired from yeah, Mikayos? So, so now you're at Mikayos. Uh, did I get fired from Mikayos? No. I got fired from me and Migos, okay. yeah. Which time, I guess, is. Which time at Mikayos? Because did a couple stints there, yeah. Well, you, did you say you did that after, after me and Migos? Well, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so did and you that's go? where I met uh, Jeff Rhodes. So oh, okay. I don't know if you know Jeff Rhodes, but briefly yeah. okay. I knew Jeff Rhodes. Um, he's uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's he's awesome. He really is. He, um, he taught me a lot of stuff. But moment of silence <laughs> for Jeff Rhodes. I mean, he's <laughs> <No>. still around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he was actually the first one that gave me a chance to be a bartender. Mm-hmm. So like he put me up in the, the I was working at the Mesa one. The bar is upstairs. Super busy for happy hour all the time. Dude, yeah, uh, I mean, the, yeah, every McCall's location yeah. is just like crazy busy. Well, back in the day, it was way, way crazier. But, crazier, jeez. Yeah. I think that's um, most chain restaurants these days. Like, unless you're a, like a top tier chain, like, I don't think they're doing better. Like, I don't think most chains are doing better these days. I, I just know the last time I went to McCall's, it was crazy fucking busy because it just seems to be like one of the few, like, it is. It does feel a little more authentic as a chain, but also feels more, more like most. a drinking establishment. So, than and a and, the, and that's where I, I was going to kind of ask: those frozen like, cha-cha margaritas, you know. <laughs> I, I know we made a grip of margaritas when we worked together, but like, mm-hmm. how was it behind the bar slinging at Mikhail's? Is that like just margaritas all fucking day with like very few variations, or pretty much? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, would them, we would make them. We would make them by the like five-gallon buckets, and then we'd have the frozen machines, and then uh, yeah. we'd have. Uh, like the CO two tanks. Oh, the with, the, a, the, with a gun like, like, that we like we, we did at Iguanas, the, yeah, the corny yeah, cakes. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, I understand you understand what he's talking about, but uh, I don't understand sorry. what he's talking about. Yeah. No <laughs> listener understands what he's talking about. So, um, I mean, let's let him explain he, it. Well, just I don't know if Dale knows how to make this connection. Uh, mm-hmm. Corny keg is what's used in home brewing a lot. It's it's like a standard six barrel that has kind of a hatch on top. Where you yeah. can kind of like mix ingredients into the top of it, and then it has a seal where you kind of like. I didn't know that's what it was called. But yeah, yeah. And, and it's most commonly it. used in home brewing. Yeah. Is, yeah, or like soda beverage. Batch cocktails too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, now it's kind of I mean, being used that more yeah. commonly. We now. still made them and used like good tequilas and stuff like that. But I mean, if you wanted a better tequila, obviously you were hand making those. But yeah. If yeah. you wanted our house, then it was coming from a gun or from the machine. So it was, it was on a frozen tap, thing. Like a, yeah, a, yeah. So your cocktail mix was yeah. pre-made in a keg, and then you, yeah, you, okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense. I thought but there was like this, like, like trigger pull gun thing that you're like stirring or blowing CO two into. I didn't know what was going on here, boys. I've been hanging around Dirty Mike too much. <laughs> <laughs> He's too fancy. He's so fancy. But yeah, like uh, I had started bar backing up up at the bar over there, and uh, I turned nineteen, and I was working that day like in the morning or something and our we had a service bar downstairs in the kitchen because the bar was upstairs at okay. the mason mikhaios so all the servers got their drinks from this little like a hole in the kitchen like a little they had, like, waiter a little, that you yeah, lower the yeah. drinks down no no not even <laughs> we had a full bar back there but it was just like a little cubby 
for with, that was with, for like restaurants. Yeah, like a little and it bar. was in the kitchen. Yeah, so they would pick up their drinks and take them to their tables. So I didn't so, have people sitting at the bar. I was just like a service bartender. So you were in the kitchen right. making drinks, right? For staff, yeah. For tables, for tables, yeah. So you have no guests sitting at your no, bar. No, but you get tipped out from all the servers and stuff. That's it was crazy. still it was still pretty good. I would I think actually. that's probably like so an outback yeah. like my first ever bar. Like a ghost job, bartender. We called mm-hmm. we car, called it um you either work in the wood or you work in the well. And the wood yeah. is the bar, right? right? Yeah. And the well is the well. Mm-hmm. And there were some bartenders we knew if you were working with them, you're like you're putting that motherfucker on the well or on the wood unless he's like hungover. Uh, <laughs> right. Because they're just like some people are just showmen. Mm-hmm. And you're like if we put him on the well we're going to make an extra $300 in tips tonight. Uh, and I'll just, yeah, I'll take another beer. And I'll just shut him out and mm-hmm. bust out cocktails. But that job is primarily, or it's literally just well. You're just mm-hmm. cranking out drinks. Is mm-hmm. it a little lonely? No, I mean, you had your music back there. You had people coming up and hanging out when they weren't doing, yeah, when, when they weren't at their tables and stuff. Well, it was right across from the office, so that was kind of hard to do. But, uh, but no. That's smart but of so, them to do yeah, that. So, the the bartender for that area called in that day and Jeff had, he knew I turned 19 and that it was the legal age to bartend. And he's like, today's your lucky yeah, day. He's like, are you ready? And I, and Sing I, your swim, dude. Yeah. I was like, let's fucking do it, man. Fuck yeah. I love so, that mentality. Yeah. So I got back there and cranked it out. As far as I remember, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, I had already murdering. been like bar backing and helping yeah. the bar, the bartenders uh, upstairs when they were too busy. So, so and just never really turned back from there. I was like this. This had the story had come to me because um, I got one of my I got a lot of my buddies and like I didn't get them the job. I just I had worked it out back and then my buddies like, well, I see how much money you making as like a server or this or that. Like I want to do that. And I got a lot of buddies like straight out of high school doing busing and then they eventually worked their way up with me. So I had like at one point six of my good friends working and I remember one of my friends got to be a bartender. And not until like five years later, when we were no longer working there, we were talking about like a cocktail, a very simple cocktail, an old fashioned. Right. <laughs> and he's like, they "We're are simple we're, when you actually know how to make them." But. Yeah, so we're uh, we're talking about with a sugar packet. We're right. talking about our, uh, you know, Hell going, no. you know, Hell reminiscing no. on our bar, on our outback days of of working there. And he's like, "Yeah, this fucking." <laughs> drunk dude would come in and order all these old fashions so i'm sitting there you know i get the 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 glass and i put in the whiskey and i put in the simple syrup i put the cherry and then i stir it up and i give him the lime and the lemon and i just fucking hand it over to him and i'm like huh he's like huh what i'm like what was that garnish he's like the lime or the i'm sorry the lemon and i'm like that's not in an old fashioned he's like yeah it is i'm like no that's (laughs) certainly not in the shittiest form it's a slice of orange but it should just be like the rind mm-hmm. um he's like oh i made a fuckload of old fashioned wrong <laughs> <laughs> like was there anything that no. ever happened to you like that as that like because when you you're like 19 <laughs> bar back and then you're like oh, i've got to now be a service bartender right. for all the for all the tables yeah like you're eight you're like have i been making this wrong the entire time <laughs> I don't think when I first started, but when I first started making old fashions, we were, you know, muddling maraschino cherries, <laughs> yeah. and they, oh, look, dude, they came yeah. out all red, We've and all they looked there. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> my answer, I quickly learned how my to My answer to that is always <laughs> being that, one of Max so. old fashioned. Yeah. Oh, God. 
We didn't make a lot there, but when we did, no, but when we did, they, <laughs> they were, were red. They were not great. <laughs> you add a little, you add a little I, cherry juice. In I might have given yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. I might have put a lemon in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like I was just kind of, I have. I, I was distracted by all I, the tits that were happening oh, over dude, here. Dude, well, yeah. I was trying what, to make what, a what, what a place where like you, as long as you're, as long as you could sling, it didn't matter. Your mix, your mixology skills could be absolute dog shit. I have never been more confidently incorrect so often in a place as I look back on my career and been like, man, everything I said behind the stick of Iguana Max was mostly incorrect. Shout out to Dave and Zach and all the dudes that hung out with me during those days. <laughs> my regulars. they uh, Everything I said to you is probably wrong, so have fun with that. Sorry. So, so uh, <laughs> I do have a pretty infamous story at Mikhail's. Let's hear it. We got to tell before we hit the Iguana Max here. Oh, so let's get in here. So I was, I, he had let me start at bartending when I was nineteen, but obviously there wasn't a ton of shifts to go around, so I was still yeah barbacking, bussing, or whatever, serving a little bit. I was kind of doing everything. Dude, that's like the prime time in mm-hmm. in the service industries where you like kind of bump just up, learning everything, but yeah. it's not quite the full time to right. that next position. So when you're still doing your old position and then you get that like random like once a week like bump up shift, you're like, Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> and you look back at it and you're like, I was excited to be a shift bartender. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I was also dating this girl that was uh and living with her. She was two years older than me, two or three years older than me. So she was like twenty one, <laughs> twenty two. Mm-hmm. And she, and we worked together too. So we lived together, worked together. And uh she missed me that night, I guess, while I was closing closing down the restaurant. So she decided to come in, and she brought her, her margarita mug and stuff like that. And um, my best my best friend at the time, Mackenzie. Oh, Mackenzie yeah, Graham. Mr. Graham. <laughs> where I met Mr. Mr. Graham. Mr. Mackenzie Graham. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, he's still one of my best friends. I didn't mean yeah, at shout the time. Out, but shout yeah, out. I've yeah. asked him to be on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. doesn't text me back. <laughs> yeah, shout he's out. He's busy. But anyway. Um, so he was a closing server. I was a closing bar bar uh, or bar back bar yeah bar back, bar back. Or bus or whatever so i sat her at like a little two top in this uh, the closing area and wait I, were you a busser or you bar I, back i was a busser that, that shift i was a busser so there's Jeez, a 21 year old waiting for you as a busser yeah. how old were you 19 i was 19 yeah oh good for you yeah, Ooh. yeah. i had the old, older lady at that time but uh, I kept Did you going. You say older lay, older lay, older lay. Did I? But um, so I kept just going back behind that service bar and pouring her margaritas. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and getting her all fucked up, and um, you know, so she had some dinner and stuff like that too, and uh, she just kept like I got her drunk basically, and there was one table of two ladies. We had window booths. That were like the popular uh, mm. places to sit down there at the time. Yeah, and especially was, back when you could yeah. still smoke in restaurants. Yeah. That was the divider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> waist tie. And right around the corner was our Mikhail's Mace is on a lake, like a okay, like a um, yeah community lake or whatever. Mm. It's just and, right over here. You yeah. been there? About Maybe Dobson and Baseline. Yeah, you should go. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And uh, so these two ladies, um, those the last gringos, Mikhail's. No. 
tops. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Ex- okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The last time oh, I, I I've been there. Yeah. You know, last yeah. time I went there, there was a chamber meeting uh, for Mesa there, and they they hosted it there. And I was like, I forgot how fucking awesome this place. Yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. The first time I'll be quick because uh, I'm interjecting. The first time I went there, they had the um, they had a promo with Patron girls out there, and they were doing like Patron margaritas for like eight bucks and they're normally 16 mm-hmm. bucks right. um and then you can get an entire bottle because they're doing bottle service that night um oh, wow. i don't know if they're regulated bottle service it doesn't seem like a place yeah. that does bottle service no. <laughs> you can get an entire an entire bottle of patron for 300 bucks um and they're Good like Lord. trying the <laughs> patron girls are trying to convince me to do it's uh, about it. a, buy the bottle of patron mm-hmm. for to get bottle service and i'm like 21 I don't have three hundred. I don't even <laughs> yeah, have right. three hundred dollars. I could, like, between all of my friends. And the last thing you're like, spending it on is one bottle of Patron there was, you can buy at the store for sixty bucks. There was, yeah. I mean, there was probably eight of us, and I don't think between the eight we had expendable three hundred dollars. And I go, I, I remember looking at her and go, "Well, you're doing samples, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Perfect. We'll do the bottle service, but we all want a sample of Patron." And they go, "Okay." So they give us like the little half ounce glass of Patron. We all drink it. And I go. You know, it's just I don't think I want a whole bottle of this. It's just not very good. And it's not like, for me. Uh, and I go, well, thanks. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> and later. This is made by Paul Mitchell, right? Yeah. <laughs> and but, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> but I did have a great time at that Mikayos. Yeah. It used, to be, it used to be pretty cool, but yeah, not so much anymore. Fuck them now. Fuck some shit. <laughs> um, but anyway, so these two ladies that were, you know, they closed out. They had put their food in boxes. They were going to go out to the lake and have a smoke. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was just a little, she was pretty toasty at that time. And she started getting all handsy with me. And I was like, stop, stop. She's like, come on. I was like, what, what are we going to do here? <laughs> like, she's I'm like, we're to, in the restaurant. She's, she's like, trying to give on. a little cabeza. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he hadn't learned the ways well, <laughs> of one of Max and the shed yet. <laughs> the banquet room. He hasn't learned yeah. these lessons yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm still 19 years old. So, so I was like, she grabs my hand and takes me to the employee area, which is by the lake, but on a different side of the shed. Uh-huh. And oh, where where you think nobody can see. So very romantic. In. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very really, romantic. Yeah, cigarette butts all over Find the place. Shed. You know, Find just the like, Find yeah. shed. <laughs> and she proceeds to, yeah. Filet. <laughs> give me, yeah. Filet. <laughs> oh, she really did want to give that cabeza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. she did. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a great job, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was but pretty, it was a job. It was pretty cool. She was, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool that it was happening, but anyway, <laughs> those two ladies got a little too close to the lake, and their angle was really good <laughs> at the employee area. Fucking <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, I, I forgot, too. They also saw, like, when we walked by her table that my girlfriend <sighs> grabbed their to-go uh, box and, like, kind of, like, shook it around. I was like, put that down. <laughs> so, She's anyway. Like, yeah. I, I'm hungry. <laughs> Take it out of your pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could so. see because she was shouting. <laughs> so the ladies see us and they're like appalled, right? Whatever. And they come back appalled in. Appalled or applauding? <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I wish they were applauding, but no. And they were, they talked yeah, to Yeah, my them. performance of standing there was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they started talking to Mackenzie. They're like, you know. <laughs> I can tell this and Mackenzie, has, Mackenzie had no idea I was out there getting blown. So. <laughs> He uh, he's like, what? like what? He's a like, goddamn Del Toro, <laughs> like, in, like under his breath. He's like, 
Well, I assure you that's not happening. She's like, bullshit, I just saw him getting head from this drunk-ass little girlfriend that that was sitting at that little table right there. I was like, okay. He's like, I'd like to talk to your manager right now. And so he just, like, within a second, he's like, well, you know, I'm the acting manager right now as well as the closing server so was he no <laughs> yeah. no we had, <laughs> we had like a, a the sweetest little 65 year old like closing uh, manager that and you know, don't want to burden yeah. them with uh, yeah. hey uh, Dell's out here getting his d sucked back here uh, and these ladies saw and him. they're mad about yeah. it <laughs> so somehow he talked them out and he uh, talked them out of like getting like really bad, and they. I think he bought him dinner or something like that. And I listen. Back. Would would a drink yeah. <laughs> untraumatize you? How about a free dessert? <laughs> would an appetizer to go? Yeah, I will tell you this. Uh, <laughs> like chain restaurant. Would you like some fried ice house, cream? <laughs> chain restaurant front house managers are the most spineless, weakest people. Oh yeah, they're the trained world. to be like. What, what, what can I give you? What can <laughs> I, I'll give you the keys of my car. You want a gift card? I'll give a, yeah, they're fucking. Well, anyway, we thought we were in the clear. Mackenzie yelled at me, of course, you know, because he was pissed off that and he's always he wasn't getting a blowjob. He wasn't getting a blowjob out there, and I was, and yeah, he had, and he had to back me up. But I was so like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean bitch. to get her that drunk or whatever. But he's like, just take her home and get out of here. I'll finish everything. I was like, all right. Well, those ladies decided to call the next day and talk to Jeff Rhodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I decided yeah. that fried ice cream was not to my liking. I have called. So we each all get individual calls the next day. Oh, my God. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Can you come in at, oh, at noon? So excited. And my girlfriend's hungover. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't drink anything that night because I was tired. Living after, on cloud you know. nine. <laughs> yeah. You were high enough <laughs> from all the high fives you had received. Yeah. <laughs> So it was pretty funny. Like he, we had to talk. He was the first time he was ever like serious with me because he, he was always like a big brother to me. It still is, you know. But uh, it was the first time I saw him get like mad, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, man! Like I don't ever want to do this yeah. or see this again." Because I respect this guy, sure, and I love that guy. And um, and then after he got through uh, with his uh, scolding, he just started. Busting up laughing, dude. Next time, go. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I had yeah. it, shit. Go in this shit. Yeah, he's like, I had to get, I had, I, you know where the key is, damn it. I had to get through this scolding, yeah. but <laughs> tight. And then, <laughs> then he's all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my girlfriend went through up upstairs at the bar. So, <laughs> so anyway. that was Mikhail's. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you get fired from Mikhail's? I did not. No. Dope. No. Yeah. No, I think it, I just kind of. Well, Mackenzie ended up you uh, going to. Out. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't that. I ended up making more money as a server. I had like oh, a, a pretty good following. Okay. I had people like waiting an hour to sit in my section. It was Jesus it was wild. Dude. It was wild. Yeah. I don't yeah. like anybody to wait it, that long. It, and I was always in the closing years, area and stuff like that. It, was, it would. Uh, it was always a point of contention because it was like it like bartender meetings at Guanamax Max to be like, listen, we get it that people like you, Dell, but like. We can't have ten people at the bar that refuse to let another bartender hand, <laughs> hand them a beer. Like you, you got to talk to these people. <laughs> like they're unreasonable. It's like, okay, I understand. Dill started your tab. He's gonna close you out. He's gonna come over here and rub your hand later. I got it. <laughs> but you have an empty Michelob Ultra. You need one right now. He's three deep with nine other people like you. Uh, help us out here, bro. Dude, I remember uh, when we've talked about it on the podcast. Was it really that bad? Uh, I mean, we, we talked about it a lot. <laughs> how bad. like like you, know, I mean, you, you had people way. that were like. You and like C Dub and 
um, Jane sometimes would have like people that'd be like, no, I'll just sit here and wait until the bartender I would like to be served is going to be available. And like, if we like both knew somebody like they'd let me kind of like grab a beer in between and that was fine. Mm. But like, if I jumped onto a shift with you that I wasn't normally on nightmare, <laughs> just, it, but I mean, that's kind of how it was. There is like every, yeah. like the shifts were so regular that if there was any like change out that wasn't like. Oh, every once in a while, like Matt comes in and subs out for Kara, which was very normal. Mm-hmm. But if like I or you showed up to sub out for Kara, people would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. Right? So it was just kind sure. of the nature yeah. of the place. But I could see y- you specifically. Uh, I know I jump on shifts with you, and I'd be like, "Cool." So I guess I'll just stand here. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect shift. <laughs> it was pretty rough. Like the shift I want. Yeah, they'll be like, "I feel like I work so much harder than you." I'd be like, "Yeah." You did. Yeah, you I, did. I'm still 50, I watched 50 it. split. You, you absolutely worked harder than me. Yeah, I, but I, we made $50 an hour. That was, uh, I still remember, you know, like, like I said, we were starting to say, we, we talked about on the podcast before, is when I was bartending, I'd have, you know, go up to a regular that, when I was new to bartending, so I didn't have all, I didn't know all the regulars yet, and they're like, well, I'd rather have Megan make my drink. I'm like, okay, uh, sure. what are you drinking? And I'll let Megan know. And they're like, well, she knows. I go, awesome, she's busy, what do you want? Tell me so I can tell her, and then we'll make it happen. I'm like, well, fine. I want a, a fucking mar, uh, martini. I go back. I'm like, perfect. I go back, and I'm like, hey, Megan, uh, Amber wants a martini, uh, but she says you have to make it. She's like, it's a standard what martini. What do you do different? She goes, literally nothing. <laughs> like, we've got the book at the well of, like, all of our cocktails because there's always the limited releases and the specialties and, what like, the batch mix. She goes, I follow that. To a T. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, the idea of that. I think it's Oh, I f- want this person to do it. It was like, I get you like that person, but like. I th- I, don't, I think for like a guest, I think it makes them feel special that. Sure. You know, they have their own like personal yeah, bartender it, at times. You I know, would without so. a doubt just come to a point in my <laughs> life where if I'm covering a shift and helping out with someone, someone's like, I really want the other person to do it. I'm like, tight, bye. <laughs> just walk the fuck away. Like, keep waiting. <laughs> And I'm going to get the people all around you alcohol right now. Mm-hmm. And you will be waiting. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, watch. And, <laughs> and what is weird is just some people are okay with that. They're like, you know, I've had an experience with like, you know, uh, old lady who thought that men shouldn't be servers and refused to let men serve her. And I eventually won her over mainly because like she came in when I was the only guy working. <laughs> the only person working. But like there's other times like when working with Dell, like there's just been a few people like people will be like, oh, you know, so-and-so from Iguana Max. I'm like, actually, I don't. And they're like, yeah, like they were Dell's regular and like they came in on this night. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't work that night. And if I did work with Dell, they never spoke to me. So I actually have never met that person at all. And there's like, I think two people that sometimes you'll bring up when we're talking. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, you do. And I'm like, I do not. <laughs> because... They were just like, I like Dell. And I'm like, cool. You're a pretty lady. Dell likes that. I'm out of here. <laughs> my he work, likes blowjobs by the lake. My work, my work is done. Ah, like long walk. Like pina coladas. Like so speaking rain, of like putting in some lake. work. Uh, <laughs> so did you go from Makayos to Iguanamax? This is actually something I've, I, I, I'm learning two decades after we had this, you know, uh, Saved by the Bell kind of experience over there. Which is that, like... If I remember correctly, yes. Okay. Yeah, I just... I I always forget where people came from because I came, like, in... I always felt like I was so further behind than everyone. And as I figure out, like, I'm like, man, that's like a year or two behind everyone. (laughs) I think I was... I was also, like, at Mikhail's, and then I was helping Shane, and 
Shane Lindsay and Rob Morales yeah, over well, at Streets of New York. Yeah, the as, as, yeah they're doing Streets yeah. back then, yeah. right? And yeah. then Jason's the one still doing it, right? Or is it Shane? Too? No, Shane, Shane has his own place, right? Shane has his own uh, business, but he also is like the still area doing director sh- of, of Streets. That's now. fucking baller. Yeah. yeah, Shane's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to have him. And on he sometime. he runs the sports program for. Like, because they're in the well, stadiums that, and stuff well, like that. So. That makes fucking sense. Yeah. Shane's a big yeah. sports guy and a former regular at the yeah. uh, <clears throat> it, it was like the one thing, just real quick, speaking of Shane, and it was people like him and Sean and Logan. It was, it literally was almost like Say by the Bell or Cheers. It was almost like we were living Sean, inside Sean. Uh, Edmonds. Yes. Oh, <laughs> of course I would yeah. br- bring up the most incendiary shot on this podcast. <laughs> That's what it's about, talking shit. Um, love you, Sean. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, but it was like we were living inside of a sitcom. Like, the mm-hmm. days were set, the hours were set, the characters were all the same. Weekends just got, like, crazy busy. Like, we're the only bar in the East Valley. It was just the wildest time there. And then you would get these people who were like, yeah, that's Shane, and he just, like, kind of showed up every day, and then, like, now he's, like, the area sports director for, like, Streets, and it's, it is cool to almost, like, at the end of the movie be like, and Shane went on, <laughs> especially <laughs> after, like, you know, you see people drunk enough times, and the fact is no one's drunk, no one's classy when they're drunk. Uh, you, you definitely get to see some interesting parts of people, and then you're like, oh, you are good for you. Yeah. Uh, just love to see it, but it, it really did it, like... It was a decade in time. I know for you and me too. Like I know you put in ten years there. Um, that it was like Damn, literally just really? this cast of characters. That um, you know, because normally we go to Chupa for beer after this, but we've mm-hmm. chosen to do this on Monday. So if you're down, we're actually going to go to Julie's and fuck with Troy. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's closer to my house. So. <laughs> see, and again, back to the whole cast of characters thing. But all of that said, so we're wrapping up at Mikayo's. Um, listen, my time. And this part of my career is pretty fuzzy, too. I get it. Um, I couldn't even tell you the last job I had right before Guanamax. So we're to Guanamax. Do you start bartending there? You know, Mac, he he's a manager or maybe the GM of Chops uh, Steakhouse for the listener. Pretty famous thing the owner of Rigatoni's had going back in the day. But he got inspired, wanted to make this like Rocky Point style bar, roadhouse. And then McKinsey kind of came on as operations manager with the idea of like buying in some sweat equity and they built this place together. And then I came in at month 17 um, hmm. of opening, but McKinsey obviously brought you in before there because you were already bartending when I got there. So did you start you as were, a bartender? You were in the dining room, right? Yeah. I started off in the yeah, dining room. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, Three quarters, a quarter, like bartending. So and then, you were just and then like I was, and then early I was staff doing whatever. whatever needed to be done. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So just kind of mostly, but mostly bartending. So word up. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like the job to have there. Yeah. Oh yeah. For it sure. was. It, it, it was it, the job it, to have in Chandler at the time. <laughs> it's literally set my expectations so high. Like I've always considered bartenders to be the most elite service staff. Like if you're a bartender somewhere, that means you know how to. Fix the to- toilet paper dispenser. That means you know how the kitchen <laughs> operates. That means you know how long it takes for a burger to cook. That means you know how to go take a table in a section if you need to. Like, And you bartend and make the most money because you do know how to do all those things. And like, there were times when I was a bartender, you too, at Iguanamax, where we'd put on our little fucking cocktail skirt uh, mm-hmm. apron and get out there and take cocktail tables, right? Yeah. When service requires. Yeah, for sure. Jenny G, get a drunk on shift. <clears throat> <laughs> 
Once or twice. Once or twice. Love that girl. Shout Hope she's doing okay. Oop, I lost my lost my train here. So, um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of one of Max is its own kind of beast here. I do want to ask you uh, one of the actual questions on our list here. Jesus, lost it. Bobby, did you have one uh, on? <laughs> well, we were just regaling your own little boy stories. Listen, about did you ever go to Guanamax? No, I don't really? even think it was around when I was. Oh, by the yeah. time I turned twenty-one. Yeah. Um, are you so from you, Arizona? Or you? Yeah, born and yeah. raised. Oh, really? um, Me too. But I was born and raised in Mesa, so when I oh, okay. turned twenty-one, I I didn't I didn't really know that much about like the cooler bars or all this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm sure Guatemax was around when I was twenty-one. But I just kind of stayed. I've always been more of a uh, like a proximity drinker, right? I don't want to Uber super yeah. super far, get, not have a car. Just was also close somewhere to, home, to drink yeah. close home. Yeah, um, that's smart. But man. it really is honestly doing the. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. Being a bartender at Guanamax, I've heard just the stories from Alex, and I, it, it seems like it was a wild place to work, and there was always something going on, and it was pretty exciting. What would you say is like one of the most like, or the more iconic, like the more wild stories of like that you can recall of while working? Because I heard a story where a dude got shot in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On accident, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we weren't that yeah. kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't Redfish. Yeah. No, you weren't uh, the Lounge Soho. Dude. As of a week ago, two people got shot and killed there. Really? really? Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, wow. yeah they kind of keep that shit quiet. There was Soho. a mass where's, shooting where's in the mall this week. The Lounge yeah. Soho's on Alma School in Southern. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh wow! It was wild. I used to live uh, in that area. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you used to yeah, you used so to go with uh, RTOs right there all the time. You got any yeah. uh, cool? Well, now yeah, that's Boulder's on Southern now. Sir, mm-hmm. um, any any like specific story that you're like, wow, that was a wild thing that happened, or something a little more significant than a standard busy day. There was two guys that worked there. Uh, one of them was older. One of them was our age, and they was somehow, the older guy Philip Duncan. Uh, well, yeah, actually, there was two older guys and one <laughs> one younger guy. That somehow had the magic ability to get girls to show their tits like all the time, no matter <laughs> what. And uh, one of them, was, uh, his name was Randall. Okay. And I'm pretty sure oh, he was. That a sounds big, like a guy that was able to do some uh, shady he was, things. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure he was a big drug addict. Like, Listen, Randall. <laughs> Randall, if you ever hear any of this, please reach out. I fucking love you. That dude would show up so yayed out on the shift. Yeah. He, like, and he was going to school to be a therapist. Not a therapist. Uh, a pharmacist, too. Oh, yeah. And at the, age, at the so, age of, like, 40. That dude definitely yeah. has sold you fentanyl. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I really never got into back that. Back when we would, like, back in the wildest times of Guatemax, I remember uh, just a quick sidebar. Randall, this is, this is who he's about to talk about. Randall would come in on shift, already coked out of his mind. I'd be working. I, I'd see him. He'd have a case of Red Bull, kind of like, you know, cocked in a holding position on his palm, and then it would have two bottles of Red Bull on it, or, sorry, uh, two uh, bottles of Jägermeister on it, and then he'd be holding two bottles of SoCo, and then he'd be like, he'd set it down, and he's like, I'm just going to spill all this now, because we're just going to give it away tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Jäger, Red Bull, and Southern Comfort? Well, we just did a lot of SoCo limes and a lot of Jäger bombs. So he's just like, we're going to give away this much at least tonight. So I'm just going to put it on the spill tab. 
Not like, even the comp tab. <laughs> we had an unlimited comp tab, so it's not even like he needed to do that, but he did. And then he'd just be like, "Is back when you could smoke in bars." You're like, "Yeah, the smoke really bothers my allergies." <laughs> and he'd just be so coked out, and be like, and everyone on gym would be like, "Okay, Randall." <laughs> and like everyone was like, "This dude is on coke." So this is the man he will be talking about. <laughs> well, it's very similar to what you were talking about, like. He was the nine o'clock shift, and he just comes in, just all, you know, all like, yeah, bouncing. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and he just goes, he's like, hey everybody, how's it going? And you know, and he walks right up to our, our terminal system, and just all, just starts up ringing, <laughs> just ringing stuff in. And I'm like, you just got here, dude. <laughs> you hit, yeah, and you clocked in. <laughs> And then just immediately yeah. started opening tabs. Yeah. Like, you actually haven't moved. <laughs> he opened up one tab. It was 777. And he... <laughs> he... <laughs> and he put stuff in. And I, like... When he was done, I walked over there, opened up that tab, and it's just 20 well vodkas, tw- 20 well rums, 20 well tequilas, <laughs> 20 Long Islands. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> gonna be like that tonight he well, didn't even do inventory like why did he care that's a, that's the craziest part is like just don't punch it in and yeah. give it away yeah. like but some, somehow later that night he's we like, were well, four deep at that bar and oh, he yeah. convinced this hot blonde to get on top of the bar and basically get in a, like give her a whipped cream bikini like she yeah. was basically completely naked on the bar with just whipped cream. Yeah, I was actually uh, in her. drinking uh, while that happened. I had just gotten off shift. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty increasing. I was pretty sure that was the same I night. I wish where he just I went and did had that. been to this place. Dude, it, it was like, I, it's so hard to like. Girls don't do that now. Any day you weren't <laughs> working at Iguana Max, you hung out at Iguana Max because it was just the coolest fucking place to be and shit was always happening. And or like, deep. And this mm-hmm. place is also half restaurant. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's the most insane part of this. Where like, I and was there like a major separation between the restaurant? So side there and the was at one point. There was definitely a point where it clearly miffed one of the owners. Um, that like a family could arrive at like seven thirty. See, that's what I was have thinking. dinner, and then like and as the they're leaving, there's someone <laughs> on the patio who's just like. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. I'm and thinking. it could have been one of the bartenders. Oh, and, and because at one, at one point, regardless of how hot it got, you know, once we dialed in like misters and covers, like the patio was just hammered, busy, nonstop, all the time, no matter what. Which means that if you came in for food and left, there's a, there's a good <laughs> chance if you were leaving lunch at 3 p.m. on like a Wednesday, there'd be some dude fucking half drunk falling down on the I mean, I, I, I'm not so worried Thanks, about like, people coming in and, and being drunk and oh, seeing people oh, that are drunk. I'm saying... We didn't care either. <laughs> Sorry, what I'm saying is... Does 50%. When you're sitting at a restaurant and you're like, hey, honey, let's take the kid and go get dinner at Iguana Max. And then the dad looks over and goes, that's a chick with her titties out and there's whipped cream all over him. Yep. How do I not look? Like, yeah. I'm having a family dinner. Oh, because you're going to bite into that juicy ribeye that we have so, on, on the dinner menu. But there was that was a possibility, <laughs> right? Like, there so, wasn't enough of a gap, actually, like a, a wall separating these things. So if you're sitting in the restaurant side, you could have looked over and seen that whipped the, cream the fun, at one bar. Yeah. The funny there part. There used to be a wall, but so, we took that down. Yeah, and that's the funny part. In reverse, 
Mm-hmm. There used to be a very solid barrier to where if you went off to the restaurant, you would have to actually go back to the host area and then look into the bar entrance. Where it was wild. Mm-hmm. But eventually, they tore the wall down and installed garage see-through doors. garage doors. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so then it was like, the hey, look at the zoo. <laughs> it was the wildest and decision I've ever seen. being hung from the ceiling, right? Oh, yeah. And just titties out fairly often. Yeah. I mean, we... <laughs> We had this little... It's like uh, a good go-to family restaurant. We had like you know? a dry erase board, like a little one, where we put like little sayings on it and stuff. And I remember I had like a late shift or something like that. And uh, Josh Overcamp uh, was working earlier that day. Josh and he, and he, saw, he saw me come in and he wrote something on the board and I didn't pay attention to it. And like an hour later, like this hot girl was like, are you, are you Mike Del Toro? And I'm like, yeah, Why? And she just whips her boobs out, and she's like, "Look at the, look at the dry erase board." And I'm like, "Turn around!" And it's like, uh, "I will buy you a drink if you let Del Toro touch you inappropriately." And I was what? like, "Yeah." She's like, "I want a free drink." Like, well, you got to okay. talk to the guy who said he'd pay. <laughs> so I'm just like sitting here, like, "Okay, <laughs> you're gonna need to let me touch your boob and then see Josh about the beer." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a beer. Just a beer. Yeah, a soul, too. It's called No Top Shelf. <laughs> a $2 soul. <laughs> oh, and man. a shot of Rumble Wins. We, how many cases of soul would we get a week? 65 uh, to 70? So I actually was doing the ordering when we had soul and when we switched over to Red Stripe. So We always had like a $2 beer. Yeah. So we, we, the had these, we yeah. had these two big horse troughs. All the time. Like not just a half So the back, was, our back bar was, it was a horseshoe, so our back bar was like a midsection. So right up against that like first pillar you always have, there's two horse troughs. An opening bartender's job would be to fill it, both of them, with... To the brim and the nice. Yeah, and then it was sold, and then it became Red Stripe. Red Stripe. And that was more about like <clears throat> distributor relationship and like kickbacks and all sorts of stuff we're familiar with in business now. But um, Red Stripe did all right. There was a hard transition, and the, and the decision to change the Red Stripe was because Dos was moving next door, and then like having a Mexican cerveza, even though we were a similar style bar as our loss leader, seemed kind of redundant. We wanted to make good neighbors, not poor ones. So, but uh, so Red Stripe was two pallets um, a week, and that was half of Soul. So um, Soul was four full pallets, and so that's. 80 that times that 4, so it's what, 320. It's a shitload. Um, cases. What? Soul. Was it that many? Wow. Yes, sir. Uh, I. What's funny, too, is because this has all come back to bite me in the ass. Um, I got into it with Crescent Crown when I was the buyer there. Because Are these bottles? Yeah. Now, a, bottle, a case of, a pallet of uh, bottles is not the same. Oh, it's 75. Units Sorry. Is, it, no, it's got to be lower than that. Well, it's 16 it, ounce it, cans it, it grand, 70 cases. Well, at Grand Canyon, we stacked 75 bottles. And, and we, we stacked them high. Hmm. I mean, maybe. But in any case, it was uh, Jackie Powers, who I eventually worked with uh, in the industry, and she still works in our industry now. She was a driver for uh, CCD, and one day, and it wasn't her fault because she's the driver, but I'm dealing with the sales rep, and I'm just not vibing with the way things are going on. I'm like, cool, we'll come pick up your order and take it back then. And he's oh, like really? and he's like, Well, don't you need soul for the weekend? And in one of the biggest bluffs in my entire career, I was like, No, I don't. Come pick it up. 
And so Jackie eventually found out that that was me. And she's like, you're such an asshole. <laughs> and then that's one of the times I've learned that, uh, you know, years later you can have ripples into, you should try to be chill when you're working in this industry because, uh, you, you know, it might come back on you. That said, um, yeah, we went through about four pallets of whatever soul bottles were. It was 12 packs um, mm-hmm. that you would just rip open. They were loose. You'd stack it. So we'd do four pellets of those a week. Um, more, six. We'd have to actually order on, like, Cinco de Mayo, White Trash Anniversary, and Fat Tuesday was the other one. Um, we'd have to – oh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, St. Pat's. We'd have to get two – And Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Well, not and Friday, Saturday, <laughs> but uh, – Basically, we would get uh, two 18 uh, wheeler trailers out there, the 18 footers, and stack them with beer, like in addition to our storage, which was pretty massive on those days. And it would just like, we'd literally have like someone's whole job would just to be like going up and down out we of those trailers, <laughs> getting more beer. It was pretty, pretty well placed. Brutal. Lots yeah. Of, a lot of product. Yeah. Uh, though, we got so many perks from, from Soul, too. It was, it was pretty nice. Yeah. Red Bull too, man. We were one of the first like Don Julio. Yeah. First people that like just started slanging Red Bull. It was uh we were the number one Red Bull account yeah. in Arizona mm-hmm. for five, six years. Something like that. Yeah. School zone. Cool. Lots of Jaeger bombs. That's where Jimmy Nelson was born. <laughs> Inside of a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> Inside of because of a Jaeger bomb, possibly. Yes. Um <laughs> now uh I you do have a litany of stories, and while I do love hearing about your penis, <laughs> I'm going to try to ask you a once. question <laughs> that may not end in sex. We'll see. Um, Iguanamax or otherwise, um, do you have a kick-out story that stands out kicking someone out? Or the Del Toro special, getting kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember those. Come on. <laughs> Kicking somebody out. Oh, man. I was kind of always the one that made someone else do that. I'll take another beer, yeah. You'd well, no, kick other people out? Or, you'd, or you'd make, you'd I, like, utilizing Zach can be part of your story, yeah, I bro. Would, I would transfer it to somebody else. but <laughs> I'd transfer that to him. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we had like Zach and Justin. Good to, uh, to kick someone out. I really can't think of anyone. Right now, kicking somebody out. Just like a shitty hammered regular that you kind of had to deal with. Oof, man, do you know one of me doing it, or that I can't remember? Or? No, I mean, and so it's funny you say I transferred it because that was kind of like. I feel like maybe one time I actually had to kick Mackenzie out. <sighs> yeah, that was always problematic. Yeah. Um. And that was not comfortable it, it, ever. One of Max, we was that your boss? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he's the big you, boss. You had an 86-year boss for the night? Yeah, at least once or twice, yeah. I think in yeah. the that sounds like decade I was there. But like, he's, he was one of my best friends, too, so yeah. we, you know, we took also, care of Also, of course. He's yeah. gotten, I think he's... Listen, yeah. I've been hammered. Low he end co- of like getting messy. Yeah, <laughs> you're a good guy. <laughs> Listen, I'd best roll McKenzie if it made sense, but I think he got less... He made a point of not getting messy because of, like, I think the first year Guatemax had a party, his sister, like, got out of hand and some shit happened, and he tried to stay reserved around employees after that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't often. Like, he, he, he likes comedy. He does He does actually a killer stand-up, killer tight five, tight 15. I've seen him do it. Um, nights where he's doing that, he 
tends to drink too much and get mouthy, but you know. We've otherwise, been there. otherwise he's, he was actually pretty all right. Um, no, um, back to what you were saying about exporting it. That was kind of our privilege at Iguanamax was that we had Zach and we had Justin and mm-hmm. we had, we, again. Are the, these door guys? Yeah. Door guys. And the staff oh, okay. doesn't change. Like there's, there's a high turnover for cocktail waitresses at Iguanamax, uh, but not a, anyone else. A little, like a little system for like cutting someone out where you just look at him and be like, Zach. Yeah, those motherfuckers took two percent of bartender tips, and we were printing cash. Those dudes made sure if I, if we were just yeah, like they were, they were making pretty good. Money I'd be too. like Zach, that guy's gone. He'd be like, he wouldn't even ask a question. Just, yeah, yeah, he'd just choke him and move just him. grab him and yep. move him. Yep. Yeah, that's ah, awesome. No doubt. Yeah, it was it was literally like the best system. And Justin was just as huge, and just they're both super nice dudes. But you were just like that guy's got to go, and they're so like, these guys cool. Are just, they're not even ID checkers because they're still at restaurants. Oh, no, they do. Right? No, no, they do. They because would, they would rotate the, you know, the, I'm the telling duties you, and stuff like that. It, it, it's hazy. But they're still at restaurants, so anybody could still come in. Uh, after a certain time of night, it was twenty one and over. We closed nine nine p.m. It. 9 p.m. It basically became a busy club in Scottsdale. Yeah, straight mm-hmm. up, like you would have people leaving for dinner like 9:30, maybe like 9:45, because the server's being generous, and they're walking past a a queuing up line of people ready to fucking party for the night. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a little, wild. a good point to make too about that, like how busy we were. Um, downtown Chandler hadn't done anything yet. Well, yeah, it, so was, it was it was, it was like kind of developing, but it was yeah, yeah it was, and it was still there was some stuff down there, but like. It wasn't like it is now. And then well, Dose wasn't as, as wasn't there yet either. But when they came in, we Well, Dose we opened up here off 6, 7 too. for Guanamax. And I think then, it yeah. worked for us as well. Like, oh, no. I mean, that was a, that's why, I mean, the former owners or the guys that basically built that and, and worked that are now the owners of the local. And then the bourbon, like there's a whole like lineage of of downtown Chandler stuff they've got. But they're now the local guys. And then. Some of those people have also went over to Jolie's, but one could say that they're both very successful, well-run places, and they were great people to work aside of. Like, it literally could have been like, fuck you, we're going to fight the whole time. But it, it, I guess it's kind of maybe what drove me to the industry we, we work in now, Bobby. There was just so much collaboration, so much partnership between you would think that people would be like, oh, you guys compete a lot? And it's like... No, I'm about to walk over there through their side gate, and their bartender's going to pour me a shot of Rumplemints, and then I'm going to walk back here on my shift and keep working, and then he's going to walk over here, and I'm going to pour him a great bomb. And uh, no, we love each other. Like this, like this works, and it was really cool. Did you ever hear that story about you made someone? Oh god, that's nasty ass shots you made someone. No, that's your that's your thing. <laughs> he's fucking nasty. I just thought of some. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is you, dude. <laughs> I don't know Let's if you remember. But um, uh, he was at the outside bar in a morning shift. Uh-oh. Or no, he had just taken over or something like that for the night shift. Mm-hmm. And the morning bartender had gotten off. Her name was Ma- is Megan. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 yeah, yes, this story. And so <laughs> Ma- Megan just starts pounding beers and stuff. And then, I mean, she always did shot. She shot in a beer shot in a beer she always, she still does that but um so she was getting kind of drunk or whatever and she had a shot that she didn't like and uh, um she asked alex she's like oh god can you get me like can you just give me a shot of water and so he put something in front of her it was not water that looked like water 
Yeah, it was not uncommon for Megan to ask for a water bag. And it was full. It was full. (laughs) And she took it, threw it down the gullet, and quickly realized it was Rumplemints. Oh. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Because she... (laughs) I didn't even know it was Rumplemints. I didn't even see him do that. He was... Because, like... Outside bar was kind of high up, so I you could you could do stuff hair, down here. Right. You could she, do stuff she, down here. She'd had some booze in her. Before, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. she like immediately was like, got up, ready, <laughs> threw up on the ground. <laughs> oh. Like on, and I, I was like, are you gonna clean that up, right? She's like, fuck you, Alex. <laughs> Oh, and walked. Brutal. I'm pretty sure she walked out on her tab, dude. Uh, yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely covered her tab that day. Uh, that was pretty no, funny. No. That was hilarious. I mean, that that's what I did love about like our 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 group of interdisconnected like clicks was that like if you did something fucked up like that to someone, you're like, I'm a bear tab. This is all right. <laughs> Sorry. It was worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, I was gonna say like if someone gives me like a glass of water and then all of a sudden I go to drink it, I'm gonna smell that it's Rumplemints, right? Like I'm making it out of you. But that's know. why I asked. I was like, maybe she had had some drinks because that makes sense, especially well, if you're drunk. I think you also that. put it like in a double shot glass, so it looked it wasn't full. Yeah, like you, I, I put it in yeah, a bucket. Yeah, yeah. So I listen. The whole thing was intended yeah. as is. Um, <laughs> this was also this was also the bar where I successfully pulled <laughs> off twelve monsoon shots. <laughs> Um, or mm. tidal waves, or tsunami, oh, tsunami, yeah. the tsunami shot. I hated having to do that. One. What the uh, fuck is a tsunami? <laughs> you make you basically <laughs> let get, him say it. Oh, okay, it's right. his episode. Well, you know, usually it was a birthday shot or something like that, or something that somebody didn't know. But uh, you made it blue, you know, and it was a big shot, like you know, like you put it in a pint glass mm-hmm. and made it blue, and probably had Red Bull in there and some rum and stuff. And people, while they're doing it, you basically take have a glass of water. Like down by your waist, and mm-hmm. you toss it in their face, like While they're like, taking a shot. yeah, like they got hit by a tidal wave or a tsunami or something like that. <laughs> so if you I'd knew be it, furious, it was, though. yeah, yeah, yeah um, I was always scared when I the, had to do that, but I would do it. I but. was only nervous, the <laughs> but first nobody time. would order it themselves. Someone would order it and be like, "Hey, I, my buddy wants a tsunami." Yeah, yeah. So they built it up, and so they, they really didn't like, know what it's it like was. Really yeah. telling, right. so like. Yes, you're I gotta do it, story. and they're all pissed. Like, dude, your yeah. buddy ordered this. Yeah, like, don't be mad at me. Like, yeah. I'm just a, doing my job. A, a, <laughs> a lot of times in a place like Iguana Max, someone's friend sidebars you, and they're like, "Hey, I want to do fucked up shot or a crazy shot for my friend." And then, depending upon the vibes or whatever, you can pitch a few things. And yeah, there was a couple months that I was like, "What do you think about a tsunami?" And uh, you would upsell a tsunami? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh <laughs> no, my you're, you're, God. I'd be, what? I'd be like, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'll make the shot. You're going to point your finger and be like, that's your shot. And I'm going to, I'm going to jazz it up. I'm going to, I'm going to shake. I'm going to, I'm a Tom Cruise cocktail this shit a little bit. And then um, I'm going to hit him and face the glass of water. I just got to know from you if they're chill. Because, <laughs> uh, I'll beat their ass, but I just don't want it to start a fight. Like I just, I'm just here to have fun, but I'm not going to let somebody jump over the bar, right? So I'm like, your friend's got to be fucking cool. And so, the first time I ever did it, I was so fucking nervous because I'm like, I, I really yeah, just don't want to piss off a customer. Whatever yeah. that glass is, I would, I feel like I would just chuck right at the bartender. And and so he takes it and I hit him right, like just, and I come over, like, like a. Like a Top Gun Maverick. I will say this. 
It's gonna feel so fucking good to throw that water in their face, though. Oh, but as the person rush. that gets hit, I would be furious. But it's got to feel so fucking good <laughs> to go. <laughs> it does. It really does. It absolutely does. Um, I hate to do it to the females, though. Yeah, I didn't. Like I hate it. I, I hate I it. When, I like when, when, when chicks, I'd kind of lob it at it was, them and give them an opportunity to, to do it to them. Yeah, to I, girls too. I was like, man, yeah. like I wasn't girl. I'd lob it at a chick girls. and give them an opportunity <laughs> to dodge it. With a dude, I just drill it in his face, like <laughs> yeah. like a fucking Kobe like, shit. You can actually see the hole. Yeah, yeah. Like I just loop, yeah. and then oh no, I dodged it. My purse is wet. Um, but yeah, dude, I'll just put that in your face. Uh, the first dude I did it to just took a second and like. I'm trying to read his face, and at first, he it looks like he's about to get fucking mad, and he just starts dying laughing, and I was like, sweet, <laughs> tight, <laughs> yeah. this experience will drive every decision I will make about upselling tsunamis for the rest of my bartending career. <laughs> Did you just ever like follow it with a, a towel or anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I always. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I had a few not go right. Um, yeah, and of it's course. A, and it's always nice to have something nearby. And it's like, hey, man, like technically, um, your buddy ordered that. Your for buddy you. bought that. So, I mean, like technically, I used to like throw the, the wet towel at him. <laughs> a gross bar rag to dry up. Yeah. Elaborate, sir. Just the closest bar tab that I, or bar towel that I had, you know. You just here, throw it here. at a customer. Yeah, try yourself off. Oh, oh! I thought you meant just like some wet bar towel. Because we're drinking beer, you're like, oh, <laughs> no, fo- <laughs> following. <laughs> like Logan falling asleep at the bar, maybe. But it's just like, <laughs> dude, it was, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was definitely a place where you would um, kind of get hit in the face with a wet towel. But um, that place was wild. I, yeah, and I'm sure it'll come up. Again, I but I don't want to dwell there forever. And I'm actually this is where I'll actually learn more than I actually already know. So at some point, uh, you're still working at Iguanas. Maybe you can uh, kind of elaborate. You started kind of annually traveling out of state, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, I don't know if it's strictly Alaska, but um, uh, you kind yeah. of became like this seasonal traveling bartender of sorts up in the uh, the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Little, I think that uh, was actually wild. after Iguanas. I think that was when Michael Conrad took over. Yeah, I think that's... And he, was, he started firing all the old bartenders and pissing off all of our regulars. And yeah, yeah. That yeah. place went to... The immediate downfall of one of my yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was, like, the last one to go. And I told him, I was like, dude, like, you're already creeping people out. You're pissing people off. Yeah. Like, if you fire me, like, that's going to be the last straw for a lot of people. Yeah, no doubt. And I was like... And he did it. And Stephanie is in the corner crying in the office about it i was like don't cry it's fine i knew it was coming he did it to everybody else you know yeah and, was he uh, giving like legitimate excuses oh god his excuse was doing. that he looked at my checkout and our checkout said um if we got like a tip that was more than 30 or 40 percent the checkout would say excessive tip yeah and i had too many of those according to him and i was like listen here's what happens and i'll tell you the truth I was like, I don't have to buy people $2 beers. I charge them for all those $2 beers. They come in here. They for like ha- me. Yeah. They come in here and see me talk, whatever. They have five beers. They give me a 20 Their tab's 10 bucks. They pay with their card. And they tip me 10 Yeah. And then they go next door because they don't want to give you any more money. Yeah. So, because they don't like you. Yeah. That's why there's all these excessive tips on my, my checkouts. And that's the truth. Like... 
I was like, so I don't know what you want from me. Like, I'm not giving away, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, it's just just what happens. Yeah, I just like, run the fucking cameras like, and prove yeah. it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're firing me uh, yeah. for false I'm causes. I'm telling them this, and Stephanie's in there, our GM at the time. Yeah. And uh, she's sitting there crying, not can't look at me. I'm like, Stephanie, it's okay. It's fine. And uh, I was like, on the way out, I'm like, hey, Mike, uh, you're going to probably end up selling this place in four to six months. And he did. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> and I was there when he sold it. <laughs> <And> he was, <laughs> I was hammered. <laughs> Just talking shit to him. And I was, it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. No, I mean, it's, People uh, probably didn't think it was, but. but yeah. It's that's kind of so when I started was, uh, doing it. This was like a, a just a new manager that fired a new you. owner, no. a new owner. Yeah, oh, yeah. We owner had an ownership change. Yeah, got yeah. it. Okay. So my, Mike Lapersio had always kind of been in the mind of like, hey, if someone offers me enough money, I'll sell this place. And mm-hmm. he owns a property, right? Or he did. Yeah. In, he sold it over quarantine. Uh, I oh, really? Oh, I was trying to buy it from him. <laughs> um, and so he uh, he's still on the property, so it's perfect. You know, get out at the height of Iguanamax. His mm-hmm. wife was already kind of like making some weird decisions that were altering the fundamental core of what we were. They also and own a successful other restaurants. Yeah, so yeah. Well, like, yeah, they still own Rigatoni's to this day, and it makes tons of money. So, um, But basically, he just saw the writing on the wall, was like, this can't last forever. This is like the Zenith. And downtown channel. Especially with all the changes that, like, my wife can, and I continue to try to make in here aren't sticking. Like, it's just not, it's not what they wanted to evolve into, which is like What kind of changes were you trying to make? Uh, so trying to make it a little more so style. one one thing that comes to mind the most for me is the Buena Vista Irish coffees, <laughs> uh, yeah. which is they went to California and they saw this like there's this coffee shop or bar whatever it's like known for there's this line out the door it's like it's an Irish coffee but it's basically just made with like fresh heapings of whipping cream like it's just it's a time consuming. It's a punched up fucking Irish coffee, David. It's it's less fancy than half the cocktails Dirty Mike makes, right? But they think it's this like killer thing, and like you know, it's da 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 da. And they do this whole setup: the outside bar, the inside bar, the whole training process for them that you have to complete as a bartender. Is some video they recorded on their phone, which I did not watch. <laughs> um, I was a bartender and a fucking good one, so I learned how to make a point of this Irish coffee, and I made the best one in the house. Fuck you, no. I made the I'm best one in the house. I think I refused to do them, so I made like Jessica I, go do them for me. Or something. And and she walked up and and I made her one, and she's like, "This is the best one I've been made by an employee yet." She's like, "When did you do the training?" And I was like, "I haven't." <laughs> and that set her off. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You just said it's the best one you've had. Because I didn't watch your little video. I'm in trouble now? Like, what the fuck is this place? She's trying to control it. So it was that night that she was... She had told some customers that came in. I had two customers at the outside bar. They were like, hey, we're meeting a friend here. Um, or the, I, You could kind of see the hostess in. So they come in. They're like, hey, we're meeting a friend here. Um, they were kind of confused when they come in. They're like, is this a restaurant or a bar? We're, we're meeting our friend at the bar. And she's like, no, this is a restaurant that happens to have a very busy bar attached to it, which uh, couldn't be less the case. Yeah. Uh, but that was her whole thing. She was just hung up on the fact that we weren't more of a restaurant. It was just so weird to be hung up on. Um, so they're like, all right, guess we got the wrong place. They went next door. Their buddy shows up to my outside bar because he's a regular, sits down, 
he's like, oh, hey, did my friends come by? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I think I did see them come by. Um, our, our owner's wife told them that this wasn't a bar, so I think they went to Dose. And he's like, all right. He's like, hey, I'm going to go grab them real quick, and then I'll be back over here. He did not come back. Neither did his friends. <laughs> and it was just like. I'm sure he wanted to. But. It was like that night, I was like, oh, fuck. And then like that next week or that month is when they put up the sign, the neon sign with the pig. And it said, what did it say? Like eatery oh, pot. It was just, she, oh, she, she yeah. just wanted to pies. stop marketing it like as a bar and stuff like that. We're making millions of dollars a year as a bar. And she wanted to stop marketing it primarily as a bar. And I was just so fucking utterly confused as to what the fuck the point of that was. But here we are all these years later. That was mostly the beginning of it. And then it got sold to Michael Conrad he was like some subway proprietor, and then didn't he have? He had like the busiest subway in Arizona, is what he said. But sure, but that has no way of preparing you how to run a successful dive bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, what kind of what Max more or less was. But so um, Conrad buys the place, runs everyone out. Um, how do you find out about like a seasonal gig in Alaska? How does that like work out? Well, I had talked to a guy that was a regular uh, before that, you know, like when he, I just kind of noticed that I hadn't seen him in a long time. Okay. And I was, I was when I was still out of Guanamax. Yeah. And um, so I was just asking him, I'm like, dude, where, like, where have you been? I haven't seen you in like four or five months. He's like, oh, well, I go up to Alaska and I, I serve tables and I make a ton of money and then I come home. I was like. Really? Like, I didn't even know that was an option. So bartends like, winners here. Bartends yeah. summers there. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty genius. Like, wow. And he's like, dude, and like, I mean, it's beautiful up there. I got to go on, like, all these hikes. I love Alaska. I go fishing. I can do all this stuff. Like, it's like summer camp, and I make a ton of money. Yeah. I was like, wow. That's 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 super cool. And so I just ha- always had that in the back of my head, you know. And I'm like, I like to go outdoors. I like to camp, and I like to fish and stuff like that. So, um when that when I got fired, that's like the first thing I thought of. But I also uh, roads like I I think I posted something on Facebook that I got fired all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. In like five minutes, I had like fifty comments. He's like, "Were you getting blown outside the yeah. shed again?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I like everybody was all like pissed off about it, and just yeah. like I just like I knew it was gonna happen, and so I sat at Dose and had a you know a couple of Equis and. Um, Jeff Rhodes, who I'd worked for at uh, Makayos, mm-hmm. hit me up. He's like, he's like, you can come work with me again if you want. I'm like, all right. So then I went to go work at uh, Depot Cantina in Tempe. I haven't even heard of that one. It's the one right that, off the mill. That was, Is it still open? No. Oh, okay. No, actually, no. Quarantine no. closed that one, right? I think or, so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was like went under construction yeah. and then quarantine happened and that, then it just... That place had a crazy patio, too. Dude, that place where, is always... That was one of the busiest spots for Cinco de Mayo. Like, Who's on Mill? Uh, it's it was right on off Ash. It. Yeah. Just oh, like okay. one block Behind off. Got yeah. it. Oh, man, we would, yeah, yeah. we would do so much business there, too. We had we had $2 Dos Equis there. God, Lord. And, yeah, so we were going through probably the same amount of, that we were going through. So, so I worked there for a little bit. And then summer rolls around again, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to get out of here. Hell so, yeah. So I hit up that regular, and uh, he's like, dude, yeah. He's like, let's go for it. But it was kind of later in the season, and he had already had his job. Mm-hmm. And I went onto the website that he showed me uh, to go to. And the only bartending position with that with his company was in Fairbanks, Alaska. So 
he was a little you know further in inland um but his cousin lived there with his wife and their kids and stuff so i applied for the job i had a reference i got mm-hmm. the bartending gig and decided to go up there and uh rad uh, his name is nick nick griffin um and he uh hooked me up with his cousin uh jim you guys fucked no <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so uh, yeah, he introduced me to his cousin, and um, I, yeah, I, they lived right around the corner from. So you from, stayed. You stayed at their house. I, the plan that wasn't the plan, you know. Um, so that company that I worked for is Princess. Um, most of their lodge, lodges are pretty remote, so they have employee housing that you pay. Oh, okay. You pay a little bit more a month for it, or, or a week for it. Okay. But you get fed too. Like That's it's nice. like a hell yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a whole service. Yeah, it ends up being like maybe three hundred bucks a month or something, or four hundred for room and food That's for a month. Terrible, especially yeah. if you've got a. If yeah. You're if they yeah. or they're hooking it up with a great job, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're, I mean right? you're busy all the time. Yeah. So because your food is, it's a good chunk yeah. of change. But in Fairbanks, since we were in the city or like a town, um, it's not a big city; it's a, it's a town. But um. You were kind of in charge of your own yeah. your own lodging or whatever. So I, I was looking when I first got there. They mm-hmm. let me stay there for a couple of weeks, and I guess they grew to like me a little bit. And I, I was kind of on the verge of finding a spot. And they're like, you know what? You can, you can just stay here for the That's for pretty the rad. Hell yeah. yeah. And they had, they had, you know, one of them had a son, and one of them had a daughter. And they came to the house at different times. So mm-hmm. I basically, I switched rooms, like, a oh, few yeah. times during the summer. But I always had that's my own room, easy. and there was always an extra car. So I always oh, that's a that, you yeah got, you got a great yeah. deal. So I had a I had an extra beer. holy shit I had, yeah they're like setup. they're like uh, take take the Civic to work mm-hmm. today, or t- the wife drove a Hummer. Take the Hummer to work today. What's like? Do you, like? <laughs> Did you ever get those mixed up? It was up? one of the bigger ones too. It was wild. Was it cool? Those. It was Hummer? pretty cool, but okay. I, every time I see a Hummer, I'm like. <laughs> How absurd. Dude, it was gigantic, but... Did you ever mix it up in here, uh, get a Hummer for my wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I was very respectful to them because they were doing me That is super cool. Yeah, but they also awesome. took me They took me to Valdez, Alaska, which is one of the prettiest places I've ever been mm-hmm. to in my life. Uh, we went, you know, halibut fishing. He took me to uh, one of the best salmon fishing rivers in there, mm-hmm. and we camped for a weekend. All these and years I caught later, my, it's caught still my one first of the, salmon. One of yeah, the better yeah. places you've been to. Yeah. I did. Um, I've been there f- three more times since then. So. I did like a week and a oh, half, yeah. two weeks mm-hmm. of Alaska, and it was, we were traveling around it. And we we went to Fairbanks, we went to Homer, we went to Homer's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember the rest, but we went to five or six different places mm-hmm. and, and Seward, camped out. Maybe Seward. Seward. Um, the Kenai and, Peninsula is my favorite area, which is the part south of Anchorage and that like kind of area where Homer so and Seward Anchorage, is and Anchorage, like Seward, um, Homer um, I can't remember there's another but it was it was yeah. amazing yeah. it was truly yeah. amazing mm-hmm. I wish I was just like three or four more years older mm-hmm. and had like really be able to like digest a little bit more of it cause like I, I wanna say I went there at like 14 15 mm-hmm. and it was cool but it was just like a little too young to like fully take in how amazing because as a kid you're like this is pretty cool where's my video games right like <laughs> if you're a little bit older then you really get to take it in and yeah, alaska yeah. was outstanding we did halibut fishing um we did dog sledding i mean it wasn't like 
Right. It was like real dog sledding. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. the the training facility yeah. for yeah. an actual like mm-hmm. you weren't running the Iditarod or anything. Yeah, so it was like where they <laughs> trained for those kind of things. So it was a. It was I went a, up there and did it. It was a big car. <laughs> I was like, I got a weekend. I'll do yeah. the idea. It was a, it was a big cart on wheels, <laughs> and they trained the dogs, so they're running those cart dogs right, normally right. on the And then we're on it. Okay. About eight people on it, because they just trained the dogs that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so fucking cool, man. Did they're you, not all huskies. Our listeners can't see this picture, but you can. But that's like outside the Kenai Oh, that's Lake. gorgeous. A- after work. Yeah. We just went and had, you know, oh, yeah. went and yeah. got some beers and went to the I lake. I will and, say that flight and, there was one of the most gorgeous flights I've ever taken. Like, yeah. having a window seat to alaska was i was incredibly lucky because mm-hmm. i just watched the glade like we we hiked glaciers we watched them like it was it, yeah. it was so fucking cool it's very uh, a humbling experience because without a you, doubt you realize like how small you were in this world <laughs> oh you know? yeah you, you really do it's uh yeah it's very humbling experience for sure yeah there was so, uh, i loved it i remember we did a uh Can't wait a to hike a uh, glacier hike and uh there was like a big crack in it and we were kind of walking through it and there was a guide that wasn't with us, but it was with another group that was right next, like literally as far away we are. And we're like going through the crack. And we're like, oh, this is so cool. And uh, the guy, the the couple was like, is this safe? He's like, if these things move an inch a year, we've got problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for you're sure. safe. Yeah. Uh, we, you'd have to yeah. be in this crack for about seven years <laughs> to have some problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the Alaska trip was was fucking rad. So, how was the bouncing back between going from Alaska and then what Chandler? Where you always stay? Like, was it anywhere in the valley when you'd bounce back, and then just uh, where would I go? I can't remember. I'd always have something lined up before I got back. Obviously, so how I think, many times I think have I started you done that? Doing different different jobs every time. But, sure. Um, I ended up well. I went to Alaska four different times. Okay. Then I also went on the East Coast to Martha's Vineyard for a summer. Oh, tight. Actually, that summer, I actually their their season's a little longer because they actually have like a wedding season too, right after Fair. summer's over. And that's a big money. Oh, man. It's it's wild out there. That's rich people spending what they yeah. consider a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, man. I can tell you about this one wedding that we did. I worked at a... Um, at a lodge or that was like on the corner of the island uh-huh. right outside you know maybe 400 yards we have this big lighthouse the beach is right there it's like destination to get wedding like, for sure to ha- have a wedding and to get married on martha's when you have to get approved by like the town council no like, you shit. have to go through approval process yeah, where you, where you in the country is martha's vineyard it's I, on the that. east coast in like the um off of Massachusetts. Okay. So you, you've heard of Nantucket too? Yeah. It, uh, Martha's Vineyard's first, and then Nantucket's a little farther out. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's in the I can't remember what they call it, but sorry. But truly but yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I could walk to work from there. It was like like less than a mile Fuck from yeah. from our house from our housing town. Yeah, probably we actually quite got a nice house. house. Or actually, quite yeah. a nice walk. Yeah, we yeah. I'm walking down this the main street. And they call them captains' houses because these are where the captains would stay when they docked their boats mm-hmm. or whatever. Because the docks were right outside. Yeah, and um, <laughs> um, and they're ten million dollar houses, you know, just along this on the, along the road that I'm walking. I need to be a captain. To yeah, right to uh, to my lodge. But um, 
Yeah, so the whole approval process went through the town council and stuff like that. So um, what did you do at... Were you a bartender, or was it specifically a wedding venue I was a, we were a bartender there, but we had a few different venues that we had like a fine dining restaurant that we would bartend at and we had probably about 14 seats at our bar. So we would take care of that in the well. Okay. And then we had a couple tables in there too. Um, that would be kind of tough because you were always by yourself on that one. Yeah. And then, um, we had like a little kind of pub style thing and we had like extensive cocktail list. So you're like button down white shirt tie kind of thing in that? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Clean um, shaven, everything like to no, the they didn't. They didn't care about that. Oh, really? Yeah, you could uh, go to or whatever. Cool. But um, the biggest wedding that we had, it was it was kind of towards the end of the season. Season lasts until like October, end of October. Okay. Normally, Alaska, you're done by like mid August. So really, yeah, that's yeah. it's general. Yeah, Alaska, Alaska is about even four, here. but there's so much sunlight La- in Alaska. Even yeah. even Grand Canyon ends end of August October. Mm-hmm. It's okay. just tourist season, man. Yeah. So, um, it was this like power couple from New York. Mm-hmm. This, right. a- this Asian couple. The dude was in finance, and I'm pretty sure one. he he had a couple like um, athlete um, clients. Got it. Because I I recognize some like sportscasters from um, ESPN. A couple like athletes from yeah. From just around and stuff, and then you she, knew some faces, and yeah, some names. yeah, and then she, um, she worked for like the biggest law firm in in New York, and they're like these people. like twenty five years old, twenty six years old. Yeah, they were super young. Like they they must have just had like great college careers All and the stuff like that. Too. Yeah, and that too. But um, so they rented out our whole property, so we couldn't even let the public in. For wow. that whole weekend, dude. I'm trying to like figure out like weekend. like a six thousand dollar wedding. <laughs> These guys, dude. come on. Oh man, I don't even know how much they spent on this, but I heard through the grapevine, like through like the people that were, you know, they had wedding coordinators and planners and stuff. Yeah, she had uh, three different wedding dresses, <laughs> so they got married out by that lighthouse mm-hmm. in front of us. So she wore one there. She wore, wore one, one for after pictures. She, yeah, after yep. and then after pictures, then one oh, wore the one for the reception. Mm-hmm. She yeah, had a million dollar uh, wedding ring. What? Yeah. How, sh- could she lift her yeah. arm? <laughs> yeah. Um, they had fireworks, which is never allowed on the, on the island. So they had to have you would have to pay very big pay for all. Yeah. You would have yeah. had to pay a fee and then all of the yeah. first responders. Yep. Yep. Holy exactly. Holy shit! That's a yeah. lot. So they were all there Not for them. That, that's to watch a them. that's a hundred thousand yeah. dollar affair. Uh, they hardly ever let music on the island because it's like Noise very ordinance. peaceful and quiet. You know, mm-hmm. all these people spend a lot of money to stay here. Yeah, and they had you know live bands and everything. We had to set up satellite bars all over the mm-hmm. the property, so they always had a drink in their hand. Yeah, uh, you know, the Kennedy treatment. Yeah, it was insane, dude. Like. What was and the then tip out on that night? It, they didn't tip us that much, man. What? Yeah, what? yeah. It, we did, like they split it evenly amongst like all employees. And then I heard that they trashed their rooms. Oh no! Yeah, like their family trashed their rooms too. Like they just messed up the whole property. They just they they're fuck you money. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty dude, much. People of means who yeah. have never had to yeah. clean up after themselves. Dude, I will they were say doing, that was that they, goes down truly on the uh, event coordinator. Um, when they when they book it, because um, uh, at my brewery we had a, an event coordinator who really was just a tasting manager, but he had been part of that staff that's done the events and gotten fucked on a tip. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, it was a holiday party that we were booking, and I was bartending that day at my brewery, 
And he's like, yeah, dude, there's some gaming companies coming in that was down the street because there's big money by my brewery. And he's like, yeah, they're going to do their holiday party here. He's like, I think we're going to, it's going to be about $12,000 for their, for them to book everything. I'm like, that's fucking big for us, like mm-hmm. yeah. for our brewery to book the whole yeah. place and, and essentially unlimited drinks. Like That would have been big for know. anybody before yeah. I saw that whole thing. And this is at a brewery. Mm-hmm. Like This is just <laughs> this is just our brewery. Like, we're, a, a great day at our brewery. You know, yeah, a great Saturday is like $7,000. So we're like, yeah, we'll just load them up. Like, we'll, there'll be a, a total number of drink tickets, but it's essentially unlimited for like twelve grand. So he's like, he, he met to him and then uh, he came back to me and he's like, well, that, that went better than I thought. And I was like, oh, really? Uh, how'd it go? And he's like, well, I quoted him 16000 and then I hit him with an auto 25% gratuity on top of that. And I was like, what did they say? And they're like, yes, without question. It was like a nice. snap call, yeah. like, oh, so it ended up being like 20 back, grand you know? at the end. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, 20 grand? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, we'll see you that day. Bye. Like, I was like, oh. So mm-hmm. we got tipped so well for that day they probably threw you cash too you know? oh yeah. yeah like yeah. all the staff still like or like all the employees guys were like, hey, barely doing you said it was a gaming company yeah they were and they were a young gaming company but you, you, want, you want to see what their name is their money huh you want to see what that name is oh I don't I don't remember oh, okay don't remember. I'm just I'm super into like development uh, companies and there stuff was, like that there was one like small um, big unit game that they did and then like a couple apps that they had done that worked really well for them okay so but yeah that was a that was like I remember there was like two console game that was small for him. Okay. Um, and then there was like two larger esque apps okay. that weren't like it was no Angry Birds, but it was like a yeah, I just zombie apocalypse or like th- something. There's that there's was, two industries that I'm like kind of obsessed with, even though I I will never be in them, and I and I don't have the talent to be in either. And it's stand up and uh, game development, <clears throat> just because they're two careers I wish I had the talent to have. So I kind of like have come to learn how their industries work over time. Mm-hmm. And while there's a whole interesting way in how like the comedian industry works, um, my point here is about the gaming uh, uh, industry, and that's why I asked. I feel that, and correct me if you think differently or maybe I'm not articulating correctly, but like I feel that like of the modern quote-unquote service industry which includes like maybe not service specifically but like of the modern career i feel that the closest to hrm or hospitality are people that work in like tech development because they know what it's like to work crank out perform like it's almost a similar structure in which like their work goes unappreciated but is like key to making magic happen like i i've always i've long said i think i'd say the medical industry so I've not doctors like nurses, okay. medical assistants. I think that would be the. I think is like, you're you're hustling hard. You got long shifts. You're on like okay. Now we're in our grind right now. Okay, so I actually gives a fuck so I us. see it, I see it so differently. Um, I see like a restaurant, like a theater. Oh so, yeah, I mean, but that's service industry. Yeah right, and but what I'm just saying is in modern tech, which is kind of like the meat and bones of like how a lot of like the younger generation is now like kind of coming up. I feel that they're the closest in understanding how it is to feel underappreciated. So they, they tip well, like I've never been tipped better than like, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're they're kind of like this sympathetic, like, you know, uh, sister cousin in the, in like 
if if our industries like were equalized, like they'd be us. Well, it's young and high paid too, right? Like you can get into it yep. with not eight years of of schooling. You can get into it young and be paid well, right? Like you mm-hmm. can get if you get into a good bartending job, you can make eighty thousand dollars without any schooling. Oh yeah, and if you get the oh, right tech job, I know, uh, and programming, you could go to school for two years and make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? Like so, typically, the younger generations like. Why would I go to school for eight years to make two to three hundred thousand dollars when I go to school for two years and make a hundred thousand dollars, you know, eighty to start and then a hundred and sixty seasoned? Uh-huh. And I think it's far more likely that someone who programs for a living or does some sort of like tech management hasn't worked in retail or service for at least six months trying to bridge jobs or do something like we're, unlike where you see something in more like white or blue color specific trades where it's like, oh, well, I've I've just been an electrician for 40 years, right? And it's yeah. like, well, I've been a programmer, but I had to like go work at like Azuma for six months or like, you know, and it's why I have a lot of like, you know, that kind of like tribal connection with teachers a lot of times is because it's like when you talk to teachers, like a lot of teachers have second jobs and I can know in a heartbeat if that teacher's second job has ever been the service industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. For, for sure. a fact, I can pick up on it. And I'm like, oh, you know what it's like to deal with actual people. Actual people. Because I feel that, like, retail and, like, after Sunday services where people's true personalities come out, right? It's like, you can you can smile and put it on for whoever the fuck you want. But when your food's taking 10 minutes longer than you planned and you're a little hangry. I'm yeah. going to meet you today. Yeah, they, they, I'm going uh, to meet you. Well, don't worry. <laughs> They're going to repent for their sins next week. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, but yeah, it just becomes one of those kind of like interesting um, uh, correlations is, I guess, more or less the point there. Uh, so we got time for one more question before we do our um, our uh, local shout out. Local shout out. Uh, so Alex, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee it up to you for what you think our last question should be. I mean, I believe that that should obviously be Michael Del Toro. What is the wildest thing you've ever done on shift? That was my question. Yes, sir, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Is that everybody's question? Well, it's one of the questions we have on here. You just happen to be a very good uh, specimen for it. Um, There's ones on here that don't even apply to you. I I wish you would have known that. I might have saved that other story for for that one. (laughs) Listen, sir, I've worked with you long enough to know that there's... Plenty of a well. It doesn't have to be the most. Just if I ask you to tell me something wild as fuck, shady as hell that you've done on shift, and I know three stories just entered your mind, just pick one. Um, <laughs> and then tell it to us. Shady, shady, shady. Hmm. Like uh, like a bar back slamming bottles of Pinot Grigio in the walk-in. <laughs> I'd call you out by name, but you still work in this industry. I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. I can think about one where uh, <clears throat> it was at the place that we all worked at. <laughs> all right. And um, so we had a card system, too. I don't know if he ever told you about that, where we give like. Uh, oh, I've never talked about this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool, actually. People, no, I people it. loved it. It's yeah. funny, yeah. They had, we had like little slots and everything. You would start your tab with a card, and then we'd give you a playing card. Okay. And then the way our system worked is we would, we couldn't start your tab with a name, but we could put a like number. Ace of yeah. hearts. Yeah. So we but we would start it. It would get a number. Then we'd give you your card, and then we'd write that tab number on that slot. Okay. 
But, but a lot of people caught on to the fact that we couldn't pre-authorize cards on the system that we had. Ah. So we would get a lot of like cards that would decline at the mm-hmm. end of the night and because we didn't notice where these people were. People would run up tabs and be like, you know. But you could kind of tell, too. You don't like to judge people, but yeah, you, you, you did. You, you did. A, you after get, it happened so many times. Sense, you get a sense for yeah. who's, who's who can pay their bills. Yeah, after so many times, you're like, you know what? And we, I caught so many people in it, too. And if like, someone rolls up, hands me a, a credit card, and says, what's your cheapest beer? <laughs> Chances are I got to keep yeah. an eye on you. <laughs> and then they start coming up and ordering rounds of shots. And you're like, Yeah, okay. yeah. you're like, wait. So we would good. run it before they were even, they were still in the building, yeah. you know, and see if it would go through. And sometimes we'd decline, then we'd, you know, have a confrontation. Yeah. Like, Damn it. You know. But there was this one time where it was happening, and I started looking around for this guy, and I couldn't find him. And Dosos Gringos was open at that time, too. So we, a lot of people would jump back and forth and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I was, I talked to one of our bartenders uh, and Jessica, and I was like, hey, I was like, I think this guy walked out. Like, or I think he's next door. I think we need to track him down because yeah. I bet you his car is an incline. She's like, well, run it. And it did. I exactly, I remembered exactly who he, who he was and what he looked like. I was like, I'm going to go next door and see if he's there. And get a get a card that works for oh, me. Yeah. She's like, all right. She's like, I'll go with you. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, uh, Jessica H- Jane, all of three feet tall. <laughs> uh, HP was manager on duty at the Jesus. time. Jesus, 150 pounds between these two women. <laughs> Holy shit! But Jessica Jane can throw him down. Oh, Je- Jessica Jane, <laughs> if you're doing tequila, ain't no one yeah. out drinking that. One. No, definitely not. So we go walk over there together and. We're looking around and not seeing it. And then, you know, we're friends with the bartenders, too. We're like, hey, do you have a tab for, you know, I had a card in my hand. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we don't have a card. I'm like, damn it. Like, this tab's like 120 bucks or yeah. something like that. I'll try to deal with this shit yeah, tonight. <laughs> right. I was like, damn. I was like, and so I just look at Jess. I'm like, do you want a drink? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Yeah, let's get a drink. So we sit down. We just sit down at the bar and just. Start drinking. <laughs> We're mid shift. We're busy. Pretty busy. Pretty busy next door. <laughs> and uh, uh yeah. really busy next yeah. door. <laughs> <laughs> Is and that the night you guys were like got sloppy drunk over there? Well, you're supposed we to work it? I didn't think we were sloppy, but we, we were, were there for. So, yeah, that's it. We ended up being there for about a good 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad because I think, you know, we did it because HP was there. She was the manager on duty. We might have taken advantage of her a little bit. HP's kindness, sure. But, I mean, I've always felt that, like, you know, I covered the bar while Matt banged a chick in the shed once. (laughs) While Casey got a blowjob in his car. Sorry, not Um, (laughs) Like, you know, I just, I feel that we always kind of had, like, that, like, you know, when you, like, grab a friend's beer and you're like, like, if you're going to sit here and fight with me over who covered the last two beers... I need a different friend, <laughs> like, because yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be drinking quite a while, and uh, I'm gonna get you back. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, um, you know, uh, there was a <clears throat> one of my favorite Dell moments was, um, and now that we need to get the background of it, but he was closing manager, and he got so fucking hammered he couldn't close. <laughs> Oh, and I Eric had to that. literally take paperwork away from I him. I forgot about that and one. And be like, go home. <laughs> so did you ever find that dude that walked out on that tab that no, night? No, we never found him. Dude, uh, industry secret. <laughs> I don't know if it works anymore, but um, the same thing works on airlines. So if you have a, uh, oh, like a prepaid Visa card, shit. you have it like five bucks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
You're in the air. Run There's no internet. Wi-Fi, There's buddy. no internet connection, right? Like, Very true, you yeah. cannot run the tab. So check it out, yeah. Crank it out, get your beers, but be prepared when you land that you need to get off you that get flight. Out. <laughs> you need to get off that flight wow. quick. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just... It was always nice to, like, uh, at least in my mind, be like... Uh, and then just one more example. Like, when Ginny G passed out, uh, and Jess had to go and like physically pull her tabs out of her cocktail apron oh, and yeah. come back and close them out. Is you always just let people get up to fuckery because you were eventually going to have your day. <laughs> <laughs> One day it'll be me. And, uh, I mean, you, you were just like, when it's my time, I would like to be shown mercy. And, uh, <laughs> and that's just kind of the system we always rolled on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a great way to end this episode. Um, so we always wrap up with a, uh, a local shout out. Nice. Um, we normally all have one, but Alex and I, it's the same one for today. What's the same one for but for a little variation, uh, since you seem unprepared? No, I'm not unprepared. I'll, it's I'm, exactly the same sir, I'm one. I'm just poking. Yeah. Um, I can do an additional one. No, no, no. I wanted... Okay. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. together that's do, a... Do, uh, do, we, do we say it together, even though we have not <laughs> practiced this at three, all? Two. two. <laughs> no, no uh, I, I figured you could, you could run this one off. Um, oh, okay. You did a lot of the setup for it. Um, you got. I want to give you the kudos to make this thing happen because I did not set set this up. Um, we did the episode oh, about it. I so. actually thought you did more than me on this. Um, <laughs> Brett Waters is quite an interesting creature to get scheduled, um, and uh, a great friend and a homie. And um, yeah, we had a great time uh, brewing a beer with him and doing the podcast. Um, <clears throat> shit. I'm gonna embarrass the shit out of myself right now. Um, he gave us the name of that beer and uh, talk shop. Talk shop. There it is. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna get it wrong. No what I do. <laughs> talk shop. Um, great beer. Um, Brett's a dude. We're gonna have to have on like half a dozen times to even crack the 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 stories within that man's head. Uh, but unfortunately, the way our schedule builds up, that's gonna take a long time. But yeah, so more or less, just the high points. Oso Arcadia is the original outrageous. Homebrewer, social outpost. I'm trying to remember which one Yeah. Um, and so that's like a small, single-barrel R&D system. That's where Brett cranks out, like, you know, the brain children that eventually become bigger beers, collab projects, uh, part of the uh, Brew With Me system, which has been dialed in a few times over the years. Quite a beautiful kind of thing. I've um, John Lane, G, mm-hmm. formerly of Dose. Michael mm-hmm. know him. Uh, he's current operator of Oso and one of the most incredible human beings I've ever had the privilege of um, knowing. And so um, we've done, obviously, a lot of work with Oso on the podcast, and we're proud to do so, and we, we love being associated with those guys. But John Lane had a vision, and it started in Arcadia. And um, I've always been super proud uh, as an Arizonan and as someone in the local Arizona craft beer community to you know, talk about Oso as peers. And so Arcadia is kind of where it starts. Uh, Dave, uh, guy who's been there probably since it opened and now uh, is is still there. Brett now running kind of the program. We brewed a great beer with him. It's on tap as of today. Um, well, today when we record this, so it'll be... As of five days ago. As of five days ago, uh, it'll have been on tap. There's only three half barrels, so not a lot of it, um, but... That's a collab with with this podcast, so we're really, yeah. you know, it's it's an exciting thing to be able to do. Um, we're really making waves. This podcast is clearly getting big. This podcast is. T- Listen, Joe Rogan, I'm just going to call you out now. 
uh, just so I can mainly hashtag it on this episode. Uh, <laughs> we're coming for you. No, uh, beautiful project. Um, uh, shout out, um, I guess, just a sub shout out to Bobby. Any, uh, the listeners don't know this, but because we do it in Bobby's house and because um, our schedules are so wonky and um, it doesn't normally line up, he has to pack all this shit up <laughs> and travel with it. And then, like, I kind of help him move the boxes a little bit. And I feel bad. Like, I'll, I'll always kick in as much as I can, but it really does, I like... you were the like, muscle, man. I know. Listen, baby, I am. But, like, uh, Bobby's working out. You see those guns? <laughs> if I need him to beat someone up, I got someone. <laughs> I mean, Alex is getting kind of old, so... Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. See all this uh, pepper coming into my paprika? It's... Uh, it's wearing me in, uh, not as much as me. <laughs> Listen, you're 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 like Orlando, becoming like an, a distinguished. Um, God, it was a story I want to bring up. We'll, we'll we'll kick it back to the next time. Uh, bartender one was an Asian male, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, the the Oso collab was fucking awesome. Um, I'm just gonna ramble about it. I don't know if you have anything that I missed, Bobby. Um, it's uh, as far as style and uh, stuff. It's a uh, it's a uh, double dry hop pale ale uh, called Classic. Talk Shop. Uh, it'll only be at Oso Arcadia. Um, go in there, have a few pints, get a picture of it. Um, let us know how much you love it. Uh, I'm actually going to swing by tomorrow and have a pint myself. So as of four, four days, days ago, ago, you could have hung out with. You uh, could have hung out, man. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to go have a pint. I mean, schedule's kind of busy, so I wish we could have more time to go drink there. But it's you know I'm I'm very excited that Brett, uh, you know, opened up his heart. And his arms to us to let us uh, to let us do do a little beer. Uh, so it's really exciting. It's something we've never been able to do before. Yeah. So shout out to those guys. Love you, Brett. Um, yes, sir. Very excited to try the beer. Um, Michael Del Toro. Local shout out. Yeah, I didn't know that was part of this thing, so I wasn't prepared for it. That's, all right. that's why well, we ramble like forever. You work for a local business owner, so I figured I you at least say, to have that to or a collaborative one of just like seeing where all the Guanamax family uh, ended up and how they're all doing pretty well, you know, like just as far as business owners or bar managers or so well, like. Uh, so uh, I guess maybe you know, I can help bridge this local shout out. So shout out to Tiffany. Tiffany. Oh, yeah. Awesome. She yeah. just bought Tom's the Hungry BBQ. Monk. She, no way, really. Yep. Just bought it from Jim. So that. Tiffany lost or. Um, short Tiffany, uh, Burnett. Um, went to Hungry Monk after Iguanamax with Heather. Um, she's just been there oh, forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She and was a server at Iguana. Yeah, she Iguana was a cocktail there, waitress, yeah. uh, daytime bartender. Carpenter. Yeah, very shortly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Did yeah. not know that. She officially bought the Hungry Monk last month. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. one more Iguanamax alumni on the ownership board. I think mm-hmm. that's half a dozen now. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It could yeah. even be as simple as shouting out a place you like going to. You know, like going to this little restaurant or this little diner or whatever it is. Hey man, the people at Champions always take care of me. So hell yeah, I love, I love yeah, hell yeah, Champions. I think bro. that's the first industry shout out to Champions. To Jay, which is weird because Champions <laughs> is so great. To Jay, to Leanne. Hope she has oh, a, she's pregnant some? now. She's got a little one on the way. That's kind of cool. You um, have anything to do Preston? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, no. you hanging out at Champions. <laughs> um, yeah, there's all a shed nearby. There. I know how it works over there. Even when uh, they got a couple new bartenders there, and they made sure that the that they're like, hey, this is Mike Del Toro. Take care of him, you know. Yep. So they've all been just right on top of me, on top of me as well. So, and even if I just go for a beer, you know, it's pays like, to be regular. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love those guys. I'll never stop going there. So. Hell yeah! 
Yeah. Never stop stopping. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. This is this was fun. Hell yeah. I was a little nervous, but, you know. <laughs> like I said, it's just chatting in the basement with some yeah. beers. Yeah, that's what it was. I guess. Thanks for listening. All right.